0: Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa Morrell, and welcome. Welcome to my podcast, to my YouTube channel, to every other place that you happen to be seeing this. I am here with two amazing women. We have Shannon Boswell Russell, and we have Liz Cutting. And we are here to talk about the language of connection. We're here to talk about how our body is speaking to us right now. And the more we can get in touch with listening to our body and what it's telling us, the more we're going to be able to connect with ourselves fully and with others in our environment. So I've invited these two lovely women. I want them to tell you just a little bit about themselves. They're both equine alchemy, uh, equine assisted coaching graduates, as well as all the wonderful things they're going to say. So let's start with you shannon hello okay. and thank you for being here thank you for having me um so shannon boswell or shannon
1: <coughs> russell russell is my maiden name um i am divorced so let's just call me shannon russell <laughs> <laughs> i am uh i'm the owner of triple h p ranch where the retreat will be held in march um i it's in arizona in southern arizona in the high desert it's a incredible uh 40 acre ranch um just I'm very excited to host this retreat Um, and with my herd of horses and donkeys, which you'll meet. I'm also a senior director for a a large technology company. I've been in HR transformation for gosh, probably 20 years. Um, And I started studying uh, under Lisa almost five years
0: ago already. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit about myself. Great. Thank you. And I didn't say that at first, but we will be referring to the retreat. As Shannon said, it's called Finding Safety Within Through Horse Wisdom. And it really is about the language of connection, about feeling your body and about healing trauma through feeling your body. And so that's Finding Safety Within And uh, we're going to tell you more about that later, okay? And Shannon is the one that's going to be hosting the retreat at her beautiful ranch. And so I'm very excited about that. And we'll say a little bit more about that later. Okay. So Liz, hi.
2: Hello. So tell us how fabulous you are. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know about that, but I'm... um... I've been working with Lisa. Gosh, Shannon, if it was five years for you, it may be longer than that. For me, we started working together in 2018 Mm -hmm. and I was in the corporate world years and years since I was 21. I've been working in corporate and something was calling to me and, um, yeah, I was volunteering at therapeutic riding facilities. And one day I learned that there's more to it than just riding. There's actually energy work that's done with the horses on the ground. And I said, I want some of that. So coincidentally, I met Lisa, we were both living in New York at the time, Mm -hmm. Uh, rescued a couple of horses and started um, really digging deep on as a kind of a side hustle on weekends, working with people and horses and It's just been this beautiful experience and transition from New York to Southern Arizona, where all three of us live now. How did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Bringing the horses out here. And yeah, transitioning from corporate life into this beautiful, nature grounded space where I've become a a certified yoga teacher as well as an equine facilitation coach life coach and my practice is called main and soul and um just where i'm supposed to be so with great gratitude to the two of you for being on this journey with me
0: thank you yes liz will be uh guiding us through yoga and meditation breath work during this retreat equinealchemy.com forward slash retreat and it's finding safety within All right. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about this language of connection, this this thing called listening to your body. And I think it's a really good place to start in terms of transformation through somatic work. Somatic mean having to meaning having to do with the body. So uh, I wanted to ask you both, when did you first become aware that your body was speaking to you. Shannon, you want to tell us? Yeah, I'll um
1: so I think when I became when I first became aware, I mean there was probably times before, but the most uh prevalent time was during my darkest part of my addiction to alcohol. Um, my body was screaming at me, you know, that I needed to make a change. There was definitely this Um, it's almost like a tearing, you know, your soul to your head, right? You're just going on in life and working and in my case drinking. And um, it's just, it was a really dark place. And it probably took me a couple of years of struggling with that um, feeling of knowing I needed to respond to that feeling in my Mm -hmm. body um, before I actually um, did surrender to that and Mm -hmm. then, you know, made a change. So it was, I think through, you know, my faith, but I also knew at that time that there was the horses, there was the horses were going to help me, you know, just get congruent with myself or or just become whole and free from that. So I didn't know where it was going to lead me at the time, but that's when I first, my body was really in a state of, you got to change.
0: Yeah, I think that a lot of people are not aware that if you are feeling, as you said, incongruent, or you're not feeling good about what's happening in your life, that is your body speaking to you. Mm -hmm. It's not some science that we have to learn. It's Mm -hmm. about learning how to listen to that. Mm -hmm. And when what I hear you say, the main, the one constant for you, along with your faith was horses, because you had Mm -hmm. your darling echo. So.
1: Yes, I had Echo, who I've had for over 20 years.
0: <laughs> All right. So Echo knew, I'm sure, that you were in this. Uh, uh, Completely. I,
1: I laugh when I think of our relationship. and we'll, we'll share more at some point, I'm sure, about that. But it's interesting to see that how the relationship changes and how he's always the constant. I will say one thing about the horses is he's never changed throughout mm-hmm. my journey Uh, with this. I've been the factor that's changed. He's always stayed steady and he's always been there holding space.
0: Mm. And that is one of their amazing, just one of their amazing gifts. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Shannon. And for you, Liz, when did you first realize and become aware that your body was speaking to you?
2: There's um, an awareness and then a knowing after the fact that I it's very interesting. I ignored the signs. So when did I become aware? I was yes. over 50 mm-hmm. when I became aware. And I, I find myself, I found myself during my years in the corporate world in within four walls speaking to people in close spaces, feeling tension that I knew I had to, gr- you know, kind of grit my teeth tense up and, you know, push through that finally one day, and I remember the day that it was, um I was asked to perform uh, or, or take control of a certain project. And there was some sort of dress rehearsal that I was in a meeting with a senior person. And when I felt my virtual feet getting held to the fire to explain something, I couldn't I froze and that's when, it's funny, feet to the fire, I lost any sensation in my body except the fact that I was no longer in it. And it was like I was next to myself feeling this pounding heart. And as if I were in physical danger, And um, I don't remember much after that, except that I was let go from the position that I was currently holding because I couldn't be present. And it was so obvious and terrifying to me that there was no longer a pushing through. It was Mm -hmm. as if my body said, I'm going to disappear you because you are so far away from where you are meant to be and who you are meant to be that I'm going away until you give me some respect back.
0: Yeah. And thank you for that. I can only imagine what that felt like. Uh, So I'm hearing you, whereas Shannon was feeling an incongruence with she heard it, but then that wasn't what was happening in her life. She wasn't acting on that until she was ready. And then I'm hearing from you that another way your body's speaking to you is dissociation. Is just leaving your body. So mm-hmm. it can your body is speaking to you, to me, to all of us all the time. And it looks differently for each one of us. But just as the horses are a constant, so is our body. It's just like you said, Liz, and I love this, uh, the awareness. It's when we are ready for the awareness. So that's uh yeah, that's a really great way to start this conversation because what does speaking your body speaking to you mean you know what does it look like what does it feel like so how did you respond when you finally realized I'll go with head with you Liz when you finally realized okay body's not doing this uh, I got let go from the project then what happened in your life not necessarily in that
2: situation uh, it was a, actually a blessing. So the fact, that, and it still to this day amazes me that I remember getting on the train home from Manhattan and joining with the horses and saying, All right, you can look at this as a failure, or you can look at this as a rebirth and an opportunity to get your feet on the grounds and be on the lands and listen to the horses and just become one with who I'm congruent, really, one with who I'm meant to be. I wasn't, Mm -hmm. I I wasn't living in my head the whole time and sort of resisting what the body's telling me and knowing intellectually I need to be here when, as you say, Lisa, um, what is it? You need to give your body the space it needs for the mind to be present. I -hmm. needed to learn what that even meant because for so long, I didn't have the space that I needed. I didn't acknowledge that I needed it. And so Mm -hmm. learning with the horses and in community with yourself and Shannon and, and the whole herd of people and horses taught me to be, you know, for lack of a better term, born again into a body that knew how to be congruent with the power center, with the heart, with the mind. And it's a practice, you know, I fall away from that every day, but it's knowing That the opportunity is there to return and the horses teach us that.
0: Mm. Mm. Beautiful. How about you, Shannon? How did you respond?
1: Well, I was terrified
0: because it was a change
1: um, I had to make. I knew, you know, for me just speaking about when I when I first, you know, just talking about my addiction for one, that was a big turning point. So it was scary because it was, you know, I think I went through all the motions of fight, flight, or, um, freeze, you know, and trying to not have to give up that red wine or, or whatever it was. And and because I was, I knew I'd have to face what was happening on the inside. Mm-hmm. what you know, and that was terrifying. And I, I just, I remember going into, uh, rehab for 30 for 90 days and, you know, the in our in our group meetings, our group circles, it was, you know, how do you feel every day? It was how do you feel? I didn't know. I, I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you how I felt. Mm-hmm. I knew my body was, you know, it was, you know, I wasn't where I needed to be, but I didn't know how to listen to my body at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. But it was in fact speaking to you. You just oh, didn't understand it.
1: Yeah. To so that's in the first words,
0: step. That's the first yeah. step. It's like Liz you were saying the awareness okay all right, the awareness something is happening here yeah and that's what you acted on yes right mm, yeah, yeah, that's our body. So, uh,
1: so it was surrendering to that and and learning how to um you know, just learning how to
0: feel really <laughs> <From> <laughs> that's that sounds it sounds simple simple, but it is and can be, at least for me, one of the most frightening things I've ever done in my oh, life. Oh,
1: it was terrifying. I mean, it was, you know, I was a, a you know, bundle of tears. <laughs> like first, I can finally talk about it now without crying, you know, because it's, it's, you bottle up so much, right. From trauma, mm-hmm. from past experiences and, and addicts, you know, in many cases it's, that's just a, you know, that's just a, um, you know, uh, that's a what's the word I'm looking for. A symptom mm. of other things mm. so there's a whole lot to explore <clears> down <throat> inside right and so you know that began the journey you
0: know well early. I've often said that uh listening to the body and the language of connection is the language of release mm-hmm. and so you just said we have so much bottled up for so many different reasons mm-hmm. that uh, we have we must, find a way to release this. And listening to your body is one of the uh, one of the most effective ways that I've ever been able to do it. And um, yeah, so I I, I want to talk about uh, what I'm, I'm kind of uh, torn here. Uh, what difference did it make in your life? I mean, before you were saying you're all over the place because of this, that and the other, right? What difference did it make when you started listening? When you started responding? What Um, did you feel when you started feeling?
1: Well, for me, it was, um, it was release. It it was, I mean, it was shedding of years of pain and um, just beliefs about self-beliefs, self-doubt. It was letting all that go and learning how to allow the emotion to come in and, and feel it. And whether you want to keep it or not, you know, if it's a good emotion, if it's love and you want to embrace that and, you know, sink into that a little bit, or if it's some, you know, more negative feeling of something in the past, you know, learning how to let that go
0: Hmm.
1: and just not look back at it and continue to look back at it. I think it's, you know, also, it's taught me to just be truly authentic to myself and listen to my gut and my body in work and leading a team and life. Um, I I never start from my head anymore, you know, now, right. And and how does
0: echo your horse feel about that shift?
1: uh, He's just, you know, he used to run like, we'd get in the round pen. I wouldn't even ask him to do anything. And he would fly around. Like he was trying to get away from me, chest butting the round pen. I mean, like just, he mirrored that. Like, I didn't want to get away from this. I don't want to be around this incongruence, this energy. Now he's just, uh, I mean, I can hop on a bear back out in the pasture. He's calm. He's, he wants to be with me, right? He, yeah. he likes the energy. So they- they just energetically when I'm there. They just everywhere I am. They want to be in my whole herd, and sometimes you know I'm like, get away, <laughs> <laughs> leave
0: me alone. It's so uh, funny. And,
1: and they it's just,
0: uh, it's yeah, it's just being in your truth, and, and that's one of the unapologetically reasons, right. And the hor- the the whole relationship with horses is such a part of this journey. And uh, we haven't even talked about that, but I thought it would be great to ask uh, how Echo responded to you when you're responding to your body. Yeah. So thank you for that, Uh, Liz. Okay, so what difference did it make in your life Mm -hmm. and yours and Bob and Patrick's that (laughs) hurt you horses?
2: You know, I'm just thinking, Shannon, what you just said about living unapologetically. I'm like, oh. It's like permission to live unapologetically. Who are we? Not to be always sorry for something that had happened or overthinking. I just wanted to honor yeah. that. And yeah, do I feel that? And and what you just mentioned about echo and running around the round pen, right before the moment that I really was forced to become aware of my body, because things happened because of what it did, what it was telling me. I was riding Patrick. And the word performance comes to mind, always performing. There were always things and I had to be taking riding lessons, even though he was this natural, wonderful coach for humans. Right. Um, And Bob as well. But I I chose Patrick. I said, we're going to be that team. And one day I got on and he just, I mean, talk about the cork, you know, popping out of the bottle. He ran towards a tree, put on, halted dead, I catapulted it off and landed on my head. And it was the week after that, that it happened in my body. I mean, he was telling me how I was feeling before I knew. And it sounds, it just reminded me of that situation which I'd actually forgotten about because I don't know, It's not something you really wanna remember.
0: So I just wanna make sure that I have the chronology correct. So you had your situation at work and held your feet to the fire. You dissociated, they let you go from the project and then a week later you're on patrick
2: it was the week before that i was on patrick and he okay was, so the warnings were all there he's like okay. "Oh, so you got such situ- mm-hmm. stuff going on and it's impacting me too i mean what a mirror he was for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and after that you know when i released from it and you know the expectations i think we put the most expectations on ourselves and when I said, well, I've been let go anyway, like the worst thing has happened as if that's really the worst thing. I mean, that was a gift. Mm-hmm. How we get our, our all of our conditionings to to be a success in ways that simply don't matter. So mm. I you know, I've, I've found in this groove, now that I'm on the ground with the horses, if I get on Patrick, it's to go on a trail ride. He used to run away when I... I had the halter in near, and he just comes up. He's like, "Mom, is it time to do yoga?" It <laughs> <There> is this <laughs> wonderful, relaxing that I don't need to apologize for I'm not performing mm-hmm. anymore. And in doing that, letting go of that can be a challenge because as I look to grow my business in Maine and Seoul, it's like, "Well, you need to be putting out more effort, but can't we also have?" as I've, I've learned recently and, and from you, Lisa, the possibility of ease in mm. life. To be doing what you're truly meant to be doing and just stepping into that. I would have said I was really corny about 10 years ago, but now I'm starting to understand what that means to really be who you're meant to be can actually, you can actually be of service without having to effort and push and resist.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Strange new place
0: yeah and that is Shannon you were going to say something
2: no I was
1: just clearing my throat
0: okay no I just I thought that was beautiful
2: though it is
0: very much so and and moving forward uh, again remember we're talking about the role of listening to your body Uh, first of all recognizing it understanding what it is and listening to it And like you said, I think both of you said this, that it's not like, okay, now we listen to our bodies and now everything's fine. No, that it's a practice Mm -hmm. that we need to continue because we're in this world that's so full of cacophony. It's so full of stimulation. How is this realization integrated into your life right now? Liz, you want to tell us how moving forward?
2: Mm, Hmm. When you were speaking that way, I was just, and you mentioned where it's a practice and we return to it. I'm just thinking about the breath. So having, Mm -hmm. you know, recently stepped into learning more about yoga, just that's um, honoring breathing. I mean, it's the the simplest of things and being alive. You mean, being alive and actually yeah, being well, present. being, alive, for being there. It's, it's, you know, that's the breath is the gift that keeps on giving. It gives yeah. life. It also gives you a chance. It's like each of us, it's our birthright to take up space in a way that a, we feel safe, which is the theme of the retreat. And unless we feel safe, we can't be present to who we really are. We can't be authentic. We can't be, the you know I, I believe we were all given a gift at birth to be on this earth for a, a reason a, and really a reason of service um, to ourselves and to you know to um, to just being here. I mean we're not just taking up space for that purpose. There is a a stride we all move into together, which only makes sense if you. Um, allow for the possibility. I mean, it's it's almost like allow yourself to be a little vulnerable, vulnerable to not knowing, but also knowing you'll be supportive if you just take the next step.
0: Well, and when you said safe, that is the key here, because if we cannot feel safety, especially people who have been through trauma, as have I and uh, most everyone, but uh <clears throat> My big word, and I didn't even know it for years, decades, was that I don't feel safe. I don't even know if I could ever feel a place where I could say I feel safe. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this whole thing about finding safety within, which is the retreat, is this is one of the first steps to finding that safety within. Because I love that you talked about vulnerability, because it's very difficult to put yourself in a position of vulnerability if you cannot find safety. Yeah. And safety is coming from within. But as you said, that's what the whole workshop's about. Thank you. Shannon, so for you moving forward, how is this whole thing playing out in your life? Even if you don't know, it's yeah, still you there. Know, well, I mean, through this,
1: the beginning of the journey, you know, through this journey, I guess, from my self awareness with my body. Um, it's really a journey. It is a practice because every day um, you know, my intention should be set to, you know, I, I try I set my intention in the mornings to listen to my body, w- wake up, what am I feeling, paying attention so I can go into my work day, not in my head space, but in my heart space. And I think. You know, I think um, Eve, who I think is going to be at the retreat, taught me, she was coaching me some and taught me about having one-on-ones with my team and from my heart. And that was like a new, new, it sounds so easy, but I'm like, she's like, I want you to just have a one-on-one from your heart space, not from your head space. And so it's, I have a big team, so it's really important, but it's also important for me to be in my heart space with myself. Mm-hmm. Right, not in my task. So I'm building this ranch, and this has been a year. Uh, finally, got my house built. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you get wrapped up in the tasks and the to dos. Mm-hmm. And uh, from a recovering addict, there's a lot of attachments that behaviorally happen. Right. So att- I'm learning now to not keep attachments, right, not be attached to the thing. And just take it one day at a time, and and you know have a practice every day, and just um, be intentional about the way I speak to myself and to other people, you know. So well, there's
0: fun, <clears throat> there's vulnerability in that as well. Mm-hmm. That whole thing about uh, non-attachment. We have the attachment. It's almost like uh, we still have our security blankies, but they just get bigger and more expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. so if we can let go of that then it's probably because we feel safe enough inside to be mm-hmm. able to do that
2: absolutely
0: right? yeah and, and that again is a process well i want to thank each of you for uh joining me i just love you both so much is there anything else um in terms of like i said uh where you are now in your life if people are embarking upon this journey is there something because you two have been on it for a while and as you said it is a journey it is a practice and it does not necessarily happen overnight so if you wanted to share something with people to to let them have a glimpse of safety mm. within around this journey Would you care to share that? Liz, you want to go first? Yeah. Yeah, taking a deep breath is a very good way to start.
2: You know, and that's it. Had you asked me that question, again, five or ten years ago, I would have been anxious about, well, how am I going to answer that? It's really about surrendering into the moment and, and knowing, you know, Give yourself, give yourself space, honor yourself with the space to breathe and just know that we are, I I found that I've, I've released the inner judge to such a point that there's more of a a sense of humor that I'm allowing and (laughs) just having some play and fun and um, yeah, the angst, it's hard to say when you're in it, but the angst just isn't worth it. And yeah. The, the breath is everything. It can, you know, just watch the horses. Hmm. If that's the biggest advice. <laughs> when I
0: say that uh, Liz is going to be doing yoga and breathing at the retreat, we're doing it with the horses. Mm-hmm. So I know you've probably heard every kind of yoga there is, but this definitely is based on the breath and being in your body. How about you, Shannon? I don't Um, want to put you on the spot, honey. I'm so excited for the retreat. (laughs) It's going to be amazing.
1: You know, uh, no, I would say that the hardest and most powerful thing was learning to have compassion for myself Hmm. where I was. And, you know, I think we, it's hard, you know, having compassion for yourself is, was difficult for me anyway. Um, So I think that's, that's. That's probably a good starting point is accepting and having compassion. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, another, you know big thing was finding my tribe, right? Finding women or men, but people uh, that just, you know, filled that, that brought wisdom. Right to me that I could surround myself with and grow with and could be vulnerable with
0: and uh, I, I think that's really important too yeah well and everything you both said is about we have to be present for that mm-hmm. you can't do it you can't phone it in you can't do it from being disassociated you can't do it from constriction mm-hmm. you have to take that little step and vulnerability to begin to form a, a relationship with your body that I, I'm going to say transform your relationship with your body. So that, uh, what were you saying? Living with ease is possible. Is that what you said, Liz?
2: Yeah, the possibility of ease. The possibility. And also, ease. just to echo, echo Shannon. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh I've lost it because I started thinking about your horse um tribe appears when you surrender that's what i found how magical is that Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and we owe so much of it to the the complete container literally that the horses have for us when we begin this journey and that's probably what's different about What we're talking about, there's many wonderful people and experts in somatic experiencing. And there's been so many uh, strides in the last 20 years about it. And I am so grateful to all of these people because I am learning from them. I'm learning like, oh, is this what happened to me? Oh, my gosh, I didn't know that. (laughs) But the horses were the place that was the one constant for me. They held the space for me to go through this journey. And I know Shannon, you and Liz have have experienced the same thing. So that's what's particularly uh, unique about finding safety within through horse wisdom is because it is with horses. Mm -hmm. So we'll explore more of this. And uh, I can't wait to do so. Thank you both so much. It's such an honor to have you here. And we've remained in the same herd. I call it a herd. (laughs) Since then, it's kind of it's when you go on a journey this deep that continues, it's really important to create uh, a container, a sacred container so that you can experience that vulnerability uh, to find your own safety within. And you two are certainly those for me. So thank you. Thank you, Lisa. We'll talk to you soon.